This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. And in this particular case, somebody who's already been showcased previously on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. But due to their massive momentum since the inception of that interview, we had to have him back. So who am I interviewing today? Well, my ah. guest of today is a fantastic gentleman by the name of Craig Dubecki. Craig Dubecki is a change maker, a cognitive authority, and a life coach with an intent to make the world better. Along with being a successful contractor, Craig is an active volunteer with numerous association, associations, in particular with Waterloo Region Suicide Prevention and Heart and Stroke. He is a performing solo musician as well as frontman, guitarist, singer for the band Rico and the Rejects. He is a seasoned and respected Toastmaster and public speaker connected to Speakers Hub and the PSA, Public Speakers Association, out of Texas, USA. Craig is an accomplished writer and author of a published trilogy that each stands on their own. Number one, the one-of-a-kind, musically-driven, psychological adventure and first part of the trilogy, So You Just Want to Be a Rock Star, available on Amazon.ca as well as Amazon.com. Number two, the second part of the trilogy and his first anthology, Sharing, Volume 4, The Encore, Roll with the Changes. And number three, the third and final story of his trilogy, What Are You Looking At? In the best-selling anthology, Dreaming Big, Being Bold, Volume 3. Craig created and is owner of the Willy Wig, which stands for Where You Look is Where You Go, a principle designed to motivate and educate the audience, be it individuals and or businesses, to unleash their power through laser-sharp focus, all of which is expanded upon website, which can be found at www.dotsconnect.com. Craig resides and calls home Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Wow, what a repertoire. Welcome back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Craig, how are you? Hey, I'm just super, especially after that introduction. <laughs> you have you have a way with intros of just oh, 
li lifting everybody up. You know, like I'm just, I feel like I'm rocking and I am rocking, but you are wow. rocking. Hey, you are yes. rocking. And you know what? Not uncommon to everybody who I showcase. Sometimes when they hear things said back to them, when I'm reading about them, they're like, is that me? Are you talking about me? And it's like, yes, I am. You actually have accomplished all of that and wear it proudly. So I want to thank you for the gift of your time, Craig, because I know how incredibly off the hook you are. And to have you back re-showcased for a second time, there's a reason behind that, as I indicated. You know, you have been rocking it out. You have done so much more uh, since the first time you imparted your lovely message, your paramount pivotal message with the listening audience and the podcast subscribers. So let's start with that. Let's start with the growth, the expansion, the evolution, the revolution of what's been going on for you, your business model, and everything else that that encapsulates. Absolutely. And and first of all, it's a pleasure to be back. Thank you for bringing me back, Lisa. Uh, and yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind roller coaster since 2012, which is really when I, I had the um paradigm shift within me to say okay i'm not i'm not happy with what i'm doing mm -hmm. up until then like there's been a lot of great things uh, absolutely i've i've had an awesome life but certain things were catching up to me and i just had to say to myself and i think we've all heard it if you don't like what's happening change it if you don't like your life change it so mm -hmm. that's what i that's what i started embarking on is this big shift um, of of just creating using what I'd gone through in life and creating creating a vehicle where yeah I can I can help people with with what I know now with my experience with what I've learned uh, be it uh, the positive stuff, be it the painful stuff, I can I can help people with that. And probably number one is that I can finally find something where I feel like I'm being me. Mm. And and that was a big one. And you know that that that's life. You know, we we try these things. We 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 say you know when we're young, when we come out of high school. Uh, we all feel it. We all want to be a rock star in our own life. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I called my first book there. So you just want to be a rock star. That's that's kind of the, the metaphor there. It's about rocking life. Mm -hmm. So we make all these decisions and uh, some of them work, some of them don't. So in, in 2012, I just looked back at my life and... Um, I had also overcome a big issue in my life with my eyes. Yes. Yes, that the, the eyes and and I, I ramble a little bit here because but it is a big puzzle. It's it's there there's so much like you said that's what ha has transpired in my life and I'm taking all of that and I'm I'm creating this vehicle. So with my eyes I suffered from what's called eye teaming. Mm -hmm. uh, the technical term is convergence insufficiency. It's where the eyes, the muscle of the eyes are not strong enough to pull the vision together between the two eyes into 
the correct focal point. So our eyes converge together to what we want to look at. Well, my eyes wouldn't, so I would see double vision. Um, it, it was almost cross-eyed symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I dealt with that all my life. And ever since grade three, it's, it's in my book, So You Just Want to Be a Rockstar, on page 99, I describe what's happening there with, with my eyes and with reading. And I, I lived my life hating reading books mm -hmm. because I had to read everything three times. Wow. And, and the brain processes what your eyes see. And if you're, and if your eyes are seeing something that is confusing, then it confuses your brain. Absolutely. And, and yeah. And, and that can lead to depression. It can lead to a misdiagnosis of AD, ADD. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a big one. So it, it's such a gradual thing that I didn't know how to articulate it. And it wasn't until uh, 2011, I believe, that I connected with the University of Kansas. And I found that the University of Waterloo here in Ontario are specialists in I-teaming. And, mm -hmm. and I went and did some tests. And I remember the doctor at University of Waterloo saying, Craig, you have severe I-teaming issues. We're going to change your world. That's quote, unquote, wow. right there. And I, it's a simple thing. It's, mu it's a muscular problem. And mm -hmm. just like anything, it's working out the muscles. And they gave me the vehicle to do daily exercises at home. And I taught my eyes how to correct themselves. So my focus, my mental concentration, everything started improving. My memory started improving. And that's where I thought, okay, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so, well, so I to, I, sorry, Craig, I just have to say, I got to give you kudos here. I got to interrupt you just for a moment. Sure. Because, yes. you know, this to me is what embodies living fearlessly because oftentimes, in all cases, the people who I invite onto this show to showcase, it's because of the tenacity, it's the fortitude, it's the resiliency, it's, it's the choice, it's the decision to show up. And I haven't interviewed one person who has not had to, on some level or for some reason, had to um, overcome some major life hurdle, adversity, and sometimes in many cases, which I know you can attest to and relate to personally, a succession of back-to-back -back, uh, obstacles. And what you've done, Craig, and which, why you're on the show and why I know you're going to resonate with the listening audience and the podcast subscribers is because quitting was never an option for you and remaining problem saturated was never an option for you. You decided to do your homework. You decided to do your research. You decided I can't live like this anymore. And you explored options. You connected with the right people, which aligned you onto the path of getting clear on, okay, what do I need to know? Because we all know we don't know what we don't know. Therefore that's enough to cue us and prompt us to go seek out 
the people who do. So when you cite the University of Waterloo and you cite the University of Kansas and you talk about how you overcame the initial resentment of reading for reasons now we can clearly understand, you reversed a lot of things. It wasn't your, just your eyesight that reversed themselves. It was your love, passion, and purpose as well. So let's talk a little bit about what that reinvention process looked like for you. Well, and, and that's key right there because you say I didn't quit, but as you know, I almost did yeah. in, in 19, well, no, that was 2000, uh, where, be honest with the audience and you, I had suicidal thoughts. I, mm-hmm. I had had enough. Okay, this is just too hard. I don't want to continue this roller coaster, but something was... Well, I know something, but my inner belief in myself, Mm -hmm. I've always believed in who I am and the person that I am. And that was the driving force. I felt like I was out of sorts. I I use this line. I felt like I was half a degree off parallel with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, It was just such an imbalance, but, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I, I battled through those feelings in 2000. Uh, I I started to recreate myself as a as a single single parent, uh, single man with my children, and then actually in 2011 it caught up with me again, and I was diagnosed with clinical depression. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I you know like we're human we. The, the pressures that are out there that I lived with, they became too much. But each time I had, I had the strength and, and this is where, you know, kind of paraphrasing what you said, I think, and I preach this is going, asking for help is not mm-hmm. being weak. It's a strength. Bingo. Bingo. And, and I'm one of the strongest people that you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have incredible strength. And I've just had to find ways to process everything that I've lived through. And that's what I started to do in 2012 when, okay, the eyes were a big thing. That's kind of fixed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. I want to, I want to start writing a book. So I started writing. So you just want to be a rock star. And we're going to talk a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started writing for a music magazine, uh, doing band and, and uh, CD reviews. I, I joined Toastmasters. I, um, I, well, started I-, doing, I started doing open mics because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a performing musician. So mm-hmm. these are the pieces that I've started working on, and that's where I've you and I, we've done these before. A couple of them were along the way. Uh, you know, this is the process where I am right now is everything's coming to fruition and mm-hmm. it's all coming to the next level. And that's why we're, I think we're here right now. Absolutely. And a couple things I'm going to say that came to me simultaneously, Craig, which oftentimes does as I'm really focused on what it is my guest is, is speaking of. Uh, I know that this is going to resonate with the listening audience because, you know, a lot of people can talk about success for success uh, sake, but a lot of people who don't delve into the backstory 
or, you know, talking about their indelible spirit or talking about overcoming what they had to in order to have the story they do currently, which people become enamored by or they think, oh, wow, I wish I could be like him. I wish I could be like her or have what they have. You know, every successful person I know had to overcome something that they felt demonized by or something that they felt uh, immobilized by fear with. And so the fact that you are being as raw and as candid and as vulnerable as what you are, and yes, I underscore exactly what you said, to ask for help or to talk about the real feelings and to put the face of humanity on it, knowing that we all on the spectrum of humanity have had to deal with some type of emotion. Uh, And even if our circumstances or our individual stories may differ, we all know what it feels like to feel ostracized. We all know what it feels like to feel invisible or voiceless or uh, left out, segregated, all those things. And so this is why I really appreciate people such as yourself, Craig, who really, you know, put it on the line. And I've interviewed many people, successful people who have also said, you know, I did battle depression. I still battle depression, uh, which I think sometimes is very synonymous with the creative in people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So so right. let's t- let's talk a little bit about the correlation between the depression the adversity, the I-teaming, all the things, being a single parent and how you used those gifts because they truly are gifts to catapult you on the trajectory of where you now are today. They truly are, but for sure they don't feel like them when you're going through them. True, (laughs) true. And it's, it's a tough road and, you know, each, each and every thing that I've gone through, whether it's divorce, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, health, whether it's career, each on their own can be devastating and you put them all together and it's just magnitude, the the pain that you feel and you keep trying to want to troop on, you, you keep going with this belief, but it's it's vicious it we're, mm. we are we are human and you know it's it's what we focus on it and i guess that's that's where um you mentioned at the beginning you where my my acronym Williwig, where you look is where you go mm-hmm. and and i bring that in here because when we go through depression, and I did that, when I went through depression, I caught myself looking at everything that was hurting me. It mm-hmm. hurt. I was, I was staring at it. And if you, when I did that, I became that. Like yes. I became the depression. And where you look is where you go. So mm-hmm. I had to learn to... Okay, number one, find something for myself that I enjoy doing that I can turn to. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a big one right there is because stress is all over the place in life. It's always mm-hmm. going to be there. So we have to have some place to turn to that will make us smile. And I didn't have that for a long time. I, I was very much a robot. You know, I was focused on my kids and and everything, but... I was I was staring at everything that was wrong 
and mm. that's what took me into depression. And once once you reach depression, even when you come out of it, it's it's easy to go back to it. And and that if you don't have something for yourself, and that's- and that's that's why I created all those things for myself, so I can Beautiful. have positive focus. Beautiful. And it's very true what you say. And I think it's worth kind of uh, re-mentioning. And I I parallel it with something that I say, which is very synonymous with uh, Willywig and and what it underscores and what it is indicative of. You know, what you put your attention on grows stronger. And as you indicated, because you were not operating at your highest vibrational level, because you were not in a good space, all you could see and be focused on and consumed by was the things that were not working, the things that were uh, perceivably falling apart. But again, absolutely. So when you recognize and see, this is also important to make reference to is when you establish that this is an inside job, when you understand that your level of self-awareness, your joy is really fundamentally your responsibility. And yes, a lot of crappy things happen to good people. We can both attest to that. But at the end of the day, you know, rather than being hijacked by other people who have a different agenda or things that are perceivably out of your control, it's really you took the reins back in and and you became self-empowered and you found your voice and you found your eyes and you found your platforms and you said, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, this is my journey. This is my path. These are my passions. This is my purpose. And this is what I'm going to do going forward. And by choosing to make those particular decisions, uh, which are very empowering, very liberating, very positive and very inspiring, Craig, you then have become the walking, talking, breathing example for how to anchor other people up. Because it really is about how do I use what I've learned to pay it forward and to be of service to other people and raise the conscious level of humanity? Oh, exactly. And I love that way where you said walking example, walking, talking example. That's why this has taken, you know, to bring everything together that I've wanted to create, the, the, the uh, writing, the music, the public speaking, it's not an overnight sensation, especially when you have a full-time job. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, take, it's taken a while, and, and now I'm there where, okay, now we're going to bring it to the masses here because now I can say that I've gone through what I've needed to go through, and I have walked, and I can now talk about everything comfortably and from strength. Mm. with with uh, without fear and and i mentioned that word fear because before the 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 summary that you just gave and, and i really appreciate um what you said about me and my strength and, and my decision making what has to happen and this is what i think most people are afraid of number 1 is the fear factor we have to overcome the fear factor of looking at herself honestly mm. and mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of humans and i've done it myself i've i've looked at myself and i really don't want to be honest with myself at what i see mm-hmm. it doesn't mean i'm a terrible person but it's a, it's a struggle i can't change this this mm-hmm. is you know i don't have energy to do this but what i what i did here in 2000 and then again in 2011 to really 
be the catalyst to everything that I'm doing here is I looked at myself and I looked back at my life and Mm -hmm. see in, in 2000, when I had those suicidal thoughts, I was looking back at my life at all the failures. Mm -hmm. Now in 2011, I'm saying, okay, yeah, I'm depressed right now. Things have caught up with me, but I look back at my life and okay, I see a lot of great things here and now I'm going to do something with them. Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing that I had to do was not be afraid to look at my true self and make changes from that. Beautiful. Well, you said a couple things there that I think uh, also deserve a little bit extra attention for the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, Craig. You know, it's when we recognize and we take accountability and we assume ownership and responsibility and we really do put the mirror of evaluation on ourselves and we go, okay, if I recognize and realize that I am the common denominator in all of my relationships. And of course, when we look at some of the adages that are going around, which, you know, do consist of a lot of truth, you know, lessons will continue to repeat themselves until we learn what we need to learn. And so if we change the way we self-dialogue, if we change the ways in which we look at ourselves, therefore changing the way we view the world that we are a part of, then we can change the trajectory of our future. And it is an inside job. It always does start with self. And it's never too late to make those adjustments, to adjust the lens on our own self-perception and owning our own BS. Yes. Yeah, it's never too late. Never. And and it it can, when we're feeling down, when I'm feeling depressed, I recognize that those are feelings and feelings can change. Mm -hmm. I, I just had to learn how to look in the right direction to, Absolutely. to, to pull, to pull me out of it because yeah, we, we do look, I'm not saying that you can't look at, you know, things that have gone south that haven't worked out. Um, but we can't stare at it. We can't look at it. There's a difference between a glance versus a look. Right. And, and we glance at things. It's just like driving a car. If, if you're coming up to a parked car and you look at that parked car, uh, chances are you're going to come probably very dangerous, dangerously close to it. You mm-hmm. glance at it, but then you look into the open space. And, and that's what I learned to do. I, I, exactly that. Okay, here, here's this didn't work out. What can I learn from it? Don't dwell on it. Okay, this is where I'm going. Take it and move. And that's what I did in 20, 2011, 2012. That's mm-hmm. that, that, that paradigm shift that I made within myself to take me to where I am now and where I'm going. Yeah. Beautiful. It's fun. Well, it's fun fun. now to look at it. Absolutely. Well, and and when we talk about hindsight 2020, right. And we talk about connecting the dots, we don't know necessarily when we're in the throes of something, what the heck is going on or things don't necessarily make sense or things don't go according to plan. Uh, But when we fast track and we catch up in real time and we can look back and go, okay, that makes sense because had that certain thing, which I thought I wanted at the time, had that turned out the way I'd hoped for, this awesome, more awesome situation or opportunity or person or kinship or collaboration 
this would not have shown up because, you know, life is really about a, a succession of choices and any, any particular path you choose to go down there, there is advantages and disadvantages to what the other path could look like. Right. And so, exactly. absolutely. So, you know, for what you do, Craig, and knowing that you're committed to personal growth and personal momentum uh, and rapidly so, you know, what, what's on the horizon? What else are you playing around with or contemplating or endeavoring to do or whatever's on the calendar that might be uh-huh. upcoming, which might be of particular interest to the listeners? Ab- absolutely. I am so stoked right now with how this has all come together um, and, and where I can take it. But now what, I, what I'm actually doing is I'm backtracking to marketing my my first book so i've got one i've got two books that i've co-authored and the first book was my solo book and and Mm -hmm. we've mentioned it so you just want to be a rock star so i haven't marketed it at all because it's part of the whole process of everything that that's happening now i want to go and push this because everything that you and i have talked about here lisa it, it's all in this book mm-hmm. and and sure I'm biased I'm the author but I'm so proud of it mm-hmm. and it is it's it's an amazing book it's a one it of is a kind. I've read it I've read it it's amazing it, it's a one-of-a-kind book you don't there, I don't think there's another book that I've ever seen and yes to the audience I said I hate reading that doesn't mean I haven't read I I know a lot of books but I haven't seen one like this and mm-hmm. and I'm it, it took me four and a half years to write uh, and, and it's it's just I need to get it out there because I know that it can a couple things it can take people on an adventure it -hmm. is a psychological adventure and it can also help people for those people that are looking for help Mm -hmm. for those people that feel invisible they've gone through certain things what I've done in this book is I've I've put in so many life situations making this an adventure that I I think almost anybody would relate to it even the even the eye teaming the eye teaming is a big part of of the character this book is a fictional biography so yes it's partly based on my life but it's but it's based on uh, a lot of things that i've seen a lot of things that i've been shared a lot of things i've studied uh it, it's it it's it's a musically driven book so do you mind if I recap this book a little bit oh, right now? Oh, please Lisa? do. This is okay. your interview. This is your opportunity to shine. Yeah. So, so it's it's musically driven. It every chapter is titled after a song. There's an introductory chapter, and of course, that's "Crystal Ball" by Styx. Because, mm-hmm. like I said before, we all come out of high school wanting to find a way to rock and life, and basically, we're looking at a crystal ball. Okay, what's what's in mind for me in the future? And we follow this the main character Shane, and he goes through the roller coaster of life. And you can look. There's 70 chapters, 70 songs. You can I put the soundtrack to the book, so you can look at all the songs, and you can get a good idea of the journey that Shane's going to go on. 
-hmm. and it's peaks and valleys. There's good stuff. There's bad stuff. There's um, it's it's real life, but it's it's an adventure. And there's also uh, guardian angels. Mm -hmm. There's um, that because this is musically driven. The guardian angels at the end of each chapter touch base for one or two sentences with Shane and connecting the music. Beautiful. So I have, I have like a one or two lines of the lyric uh, strategically placed within the chapter to mm -hmm. kind of embellish the emotions that are going on mm -hmm. within there. And then at the very end, the, the guardian angels will, will touch base with Shane. Now, the lead guardian angel is Aeolus. Aeolus mm -hmm. is the Greek god of wind. And if you look back to the beginning of time, the when the earth was started, some of the very first music that was ever created was from the wind whistling through the rock shapes the water and and the rocks and and all the uh topographical quirks in the earth and that caused humming and that hmm. humming is called an aeolian vibration Beautiful. So that's that's where the that's where the god aeolus comes from so he's he's one of of the divine uh group that that follows shane and kind of you know, like you go through life, somebody's watching over me. Well, these, the this collective is watching over Shane, and it kind of it kind of helps the reader tie in. I just I wanted to come up with something really creative, and I'm really proud of how it worked. Well, so you should be because it truly, when you say, and there's nothing biased about it. I can attest to this, having read the book myself and and giving Craig my initial feedback. Uh, upon having completed reading the book, uh, I really have not. And I mean, I'm an author myself, and I, I I sponge up content all the time. I've been an avid reader since I was a child. And I do have to say, I have not seen a book creatively put together in the way that you have designed, uh, Craig. So you should be very, very proud of yourself. It is truly one of a kind. And I really do believe for the myriad of emotions and all kinds of examples that you highlighted and all the metaphors and all the parallels and the ebbs and flows, I don't think there is one person who could not somehow relate or identify to some of the nuances in the book or particular uh, specific circumstances or Shane, the character, or any other character within the book. So I think I think you did a bang-up job. I think you covered you. all your bases from an author perspective. Absolutely. Not bad for a first first attempt here. And I, I mean, like, there were 14 drafts, two editors, one publisher, graphic designer. And there were times where I took three months off, and then mm -hmm. I had to re I had to regroup. And it was such an amazing education for myself mm -hmm. not number one to go through that and with the tenacity of not giving up because, yes. because i i started it when i was you know off work with depression but then i went back to work and it would have been very easy for me just to say okay i'm back to my paying job this is it mm -hmm. but i could not forget the reason why I started and that was to change my life even if I stay in contracting 
at least I have something that I've created myself and I feel awesome about myself for doing that. Absolutely. And, and, and again, I can help people. Like even the I-teaming, the, the I-teaming issue, 12% of the population suffers from that. Wow. Like even, even if they read page 98 to 102, they will learn what I-teaming is. And that out of a million people, that's 120,000 people that the University of Kansas says suffers from the same symptoms. Is that but right? They're, but they're misdiagnosed. Many wow. of them, many of them are diagnosed as ADD. It's, it's, it's an attention thing. It's like when you have eye teaming, you have, you struggle with paying attention to things. Well, of course, that makes perfect sense, right? It, yeah. I mean, because how can you stay concentrated on something when there's, you know, you're impeded, your, your that, ability to focus is impeded and it's physical. It's not even something that you can will yourself out of. That, that's right. So this is where I want to take all this. And my next, where I'm going right now mm-hmm. is I want to help people. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to, well, I do feel, I feel great about what I've done. And that has been self, uh, what's the word? Um, not medicinal, but it's, it's been healing. Of course it's yeah. been healing. Sure, put everything in perspective and to use everything that I went through. And sure, I'm reminding myself of everything every day when I read and when I talk about this. But it's now in a positive way. I can look at everything and say, okay, there's a reason I went through that. I didn't think that at the time. I hated it, but now I get it. So mm-hmm. this, this is where you mentioned my new website, uh, Dots Do Connect. Yes. And, so, so that's, that's really the mantra behind where I'm going right now. And it's based from a quote from uh, Steve Jobs. It, it actually starts part one of my book. My book is divided into five parts. It's, it's built like a band. The f- part one is the audition. Part two is the rehearsal. Part three is first set. Part four is second set. Part five is the third set. And if you look at life like that, the audition is up until we're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the rehearsal is teenage years going through high school. That's the rehearsal for real life. Yes. And, and the first set is when we leave school and we enter the real world, the adult world, and, and we're working. And then there's the second and third set. So I build it that way. But to start it off, the quote from Steve Jobs is, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So, so you have true. to trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's brutal going through that, but you can. And I am walking proof of that. I'm, talk- I, I'm, I'm absolute proof of that. And there's so many other people are, but I, I can say that, yeah, I look back at those dots. And in 2000, when I had those suicidal thoughts, I was looking at the wrong dots. I called yes. them holes. Mm-hmm. But in 2011, I look back and I saw the dots and I connected them. I said, this is why I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I went through that, I went through that, I went through that, and I'm I'm going to do something with this. And so you and, have, and, and you continue so, to do so. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just amazing to be here talking about it, and, and uh, you know, to, to the people in your audience here, I'm just so energized right now. Fantastic, so, Craig. Fantastic. And so, you know, what would you hope would be the one paramount takeaway? Because, I mean, you, we've covered a lot of ground. You've yes. imparted a lot of uh, important information that I know will resonate across the board with the listeners and the podcast subscribers. But if there was one actual takeaway breakthrough that you would hope the listening audience picked up on more so than anything else you said, what would you hope to, for that to be? That goes to my acronym, Williwig. Yes. Okay. I, I agree. Seriously, I, I want the audience to to first of all understand that about the dots. You know, mm-hmm. call, call those, call them failures and successes. We all go through failures. We have successes. But like myself, I emotional. Here's something. There, there's no such thing as a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, we hear about broken heart all the time. There is no scientific fact of a broken heart. It's a broken mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't have time to go into the neuroscience of this, but yeah, the heart's in pain because the brain is sending so much blood to the heart to deal with the pain that we feel from what we're looking at that it feels like the heart is breaking but mm-hmm. there's nothing nothing sexy with a valentine's card with a picture of a brain on it there's <laughs> a lot of you know you know with all due respect to hallmark it's yeah I, I get it with the heart and the arrow going through the heart the brain just doesn't work but it all has to do with the mind it's a broken mind that we have so where remember willy wig say willy wig over and over and what i wanted to create there is something that people would smile at mm-hmm. it's a cute word mm-hmm. okay it, it, i think it's a cute word and when you say it I want it to be an instant trigger uh, for the audience to remind themselves to ask, look in the mirror and say, what are you looking at? Okay, Mm -hmm. remember, where you look is where you go. What are you looking at? Mm -hmm. That's the takeaway. And that's where I'm going with all of this to, to further educate people about, you know, the difference between a glance and a look. And and to be cognizant of what they're looking at. Beautiful. Well said, Craig. So, you know, as as I interview people who, like yourself, are committed to rapid growth, rapid momentum, uh, are very tuned into self-awareness, self-actualization, you know, what is it? Because oftentimes people will talk about their daily regimented mantras or rituals or proclamations or declarations or I am statements or whatever it is that keeps them on the straight and narrow. So being a human being, regardless mm-hmm. of, of how positively focused you are, when you start to bump up against things that are out of your control in the external world and you start to have those moments of trepidation or you feel like your mind is broken or, or whatever the case may be, 
what do you do to reconfigure your mindset to get yourself back onto the straight and narrow so as not to go down that rabbit hole? Yeah, for, for myself, the first thing that I do is I turn to music. Mm-hmm. And, and, and fortunately, I'm able to play music too. Mm-hmm. And and I can sing and and you know sometimes music is very emotional so I don't want to sing about you know if if I if I'm hurting I don't want to sing a love song mm-hmm. and I don't want I don't want to sing a blues you know sad song because I don't want it to take me further down there and the thing is is I'm aware of that now. I, mm-hmm. I'm making those conscious choices in the moment. So I may just go to practice. Mm-hmm. I, I may go for a walk and then I'll come in and then I'll just practice some technical part of, of playing guitar or vocals. That's, that's what I turn to. And that's why I said earlier, we all have to find something that we can turn to, that we are in control of, that mm-hmm. we don't have to re- rely on anybody else for uh for them to help make it work for us mm-hmm. it can be it could be something simple and i know i know there, there's there, there's so much male female you know we have examples that that we've done and that's great when people do them because that's the right thing to do find something that you can turn to that will make you smile absolutely and, and it's okay it's okay it's okay to go through life and have some failures. And I've certainly had my share of failures, but I've taken them now and I've created successes out of them that at the time I didn't see. But again, I just kept believing in myself. Mm-hmm. And and I want to help people, you know, learn to do that quicker. That's, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said something there that I think is important too, and and it really is an important point that I hope really truly resonates with the listening audience, which is, you know, find, carve out whatever it is for yourself where you're not dependent, codependent uh, on somebody else, it being a contingency in terms of your happiness, your chosen area of focus, something that you can be proud of that is within your uh, level of self-control. Because it doesn't matter how strong for many people their infrastructure of support might be. It, It doesn't matter if you are in a healthy, significant partnership where you get that that unconditional love or support. At the end of the day, people still have to do their own tasks. They still have their own lives, uh, their own jobs, their own whatever. So knowing that we are with ourselves 24-7, you've got to be good with yourself, which means you you do have to focus on, okay, if everybody else were to walk out of my life right now, or I didn't have somebody to fall back on to give me that pep talk and get me jazzed again, what is it that I can find or carve out for myself where that's my happy place, that's my go-to uh, endeavor, passion, purpose, whatever the case may be, where I'm not contingent on somebody else to lift me up. Exactly. Well said. Yes. Yeah, we have we have to do that. And sometimes sometimes that's a lonely process, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but but that's OK. It's it's not it doesn't have to be your life. It's just a phase that you're going through to, to connect with yourself. Once you connect better with yourself, 
then you start to go out and and you will attract you know people and and then you make the decision on what you want to be okay attracting it, it comes down to choice awareness first mm-hmm. overcoming fear and then choice Beautiful. And so not that your lifestyle or everything we've talked about in this interview doesn't clearly describe (laughs) it or that you don't embody it. But if you had to succinctly pinpoint or just nail it down in a sentence, Craig, what does living fearlessly mean to you? Uh, Living fearlessly means that really I'm, I'm not afraid to look at my life and acknowledge what's gone on in my life and take that and make the world a better place with what I know now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just attacking it with, without hesitation and, and focused, focused on where I want to go without fear. Right. Lovely. Well, and oftentimes what's happening in our external reality at the subconscious level, it's triggered by what's going on with our, within ourselves, right? For uh, sure, it, yes. It, 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 you know, it, it's not about pointing the finger of blame to other people, and it's also not about crapping all over ourselves and being self-deprecating. Exactly. But, but sometimes we, when we're not tapped into our sub- subconscious thoughts, that energy is what's attracting the things into our, our pathways, our lives, our, uh, our sphere of energy, where we say to ourselves, it, it seems like it's, it's conflicted. Like, I don't want this. This doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't feel good. But why does this keep happening? So why, true. why do these people, you know, call it a different person, a different face, but it's the same stuff that keeps showing <laughs> up. Why does this continually happen with me? And so, you know, whether there's a deep-seated, level of, uh, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. Lack of self-confidence. You know, there's a bit of a fragmented sense of self-esteem. You know, when we're wobbly, subconsciously, energetically, unbeknownst to us, we are actually attracting those kinds of people, those situations, those unfavorable circumstances into our lives. And so when we recognize and take responsibility and ownership for this is an inside job, I've got to figure out what's going on with me that I'm not clearly consciously awakened to or aware of so that I can break that pattern, break that cycle within myself and start attracting the things that are really going to be aligned with who it is I know I I truly am in order to be in alignment and to be integral and to honor who it is that I am. Correct. That's excellent. Excellent. Correct. So correct. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Craig, I want to give you the opportunity again for the listening audience. Where can people connect with you, whether it be uh, to purchase your books, to show up to a book signing uh, for an initial consult for any type of mentoring that you may be able to provide for people uh, come out to a gig I mean, because there's going to be all kinds of people with different facets and layers of well, interest. Well, yeah, and you meant you mentioned the gigs there. Like I've in in July going to the first week of August, I've got four gigs. I've got wow. I, I've got three solo gigs, and I've got one with my band. So actually that's, that's going on my website, uh, this weekend. So it kind of, it kind of starts off with my website, mm-hmm. uh, which, which has just been redone. And again, it's triple W dot 
dots do connect dot com and Thanks. everything everything can be found there mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's broken up into uh, you know my career as an author as a musician as um, as a public speaker and uh, the contact information about my books are there there's videos you know I'm I'm open to playing and that's that that's a blast that that's my real release is getting up on stage and uh playing and singing music like you said at the very beginning I'm a front man I'm a singer I'm lead guitarist for my band Recall and the Rejects and we're we're classic rock blues band and uh we have a lot of fun and so does the audience and uh yeah i just i want to keep going with that but the public speaking is going to increase and i'm working on my fourth book right now so wow uh, a, a lot in the works right now so start off with the website Mm-hmm. Uh, very proud of that. Very happy with how that came out. Mm-hmm. And and there's my email address there. You can send me a message. You can, uh, you know, if you want to ask me anything about, especially that uh, the iTeaming problems, or or about writing a book, or about depression. I'm I'm here, coming out of depression. How how I did that? I can get more intimate and in detail. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do that. That's. I'm working on a um, seminar, kind of a workshop, uh, to take that to the next level. That'll be coming out later this year, and that'll Fantastic. be on my website. Fantastic. Well, Craig, I just want to say kudos and congratulations on all your success and the good choices that you continuously make for yourself, knowing that that's going to set you on the trajectory of where it is that you really know that you're intended to go. Uh, And for the amount of people that you're helping along the way in terms of paying it forward and being of service, I just want to say thank you for all of your contributions to humanity. I want to thank you for the gift of your time here with myself, the loyal listeners, the podcast subscribers on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Highly encourage people to go check Craig out. Please reach out to him. This is somebody who has a wealth of experience and truly does make a difference in people's lives continuously. To the listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule, for tuning in to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Here today with myself and guest Craig Du Becky. Uh, I'm very clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. And until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. In the meantime, I wish you a fantastic, safe and fearless weekend. Love and gratitude, my friends. And thank you again, Craig. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. It's been a true pleasure. Thanks to everybody. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless 
and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.